peace and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text is the Gospel reading, especially verses 31 to 37. Please be seated. Well, they begged Jesus. That's the faith point, isn't it? Of course it is. Faithers are beggars, always relying on Jesus. When you believe in him, you pray to him. So please, Jesus, lay your hand on our friend, would you please? He can't hear, he can barely talk, but we believe that you can help him. Now, incredibly, Jesus takes this man aside, away from the crowds. Uh, why? Well, because this is no time for a show. This isn't for the TV, it isn't for the internet, it isn't for Facebook, and it's not for the Twitterverse. Jesus, I know this is going to shock you, but get used to it, Jesus is not like the so-called millionaire celebrity faith healers in America. Jesus doesn't want celebrity. He never uses the misfortune of other people to draw attention to himself. He is completely there for this man who cannot hear, who cannot speak. Jesus is God for him. He has the Lord's undivided. Now, of course, <clears throat> Dr. Fauci and the CDC would be outraged. He's not vaccinated, this Jesus. He's not double, triple, or quadruple masked. He violates the infallible six-foot social distancing rule. He's not wearing a gown. He has no gloves. This is reckless. This is irresponsible. And that's not the half of it. Jesus dares to <coughs> poke his unwashed, unsterilized fingers into the man's ears. And then the unthinkable, the unimaginable, the inconceivable, oh, Jesus dares to <coughs> spit or hawk, drool on his fingers and then take hold of the man's tongue with the slobber dripping from his digits. Well, I know when I go to the dentist in Springfield, at least Dr. Liebentritt gloves up and uses a cotton cloth when he grabs my tongue. But not Jesus. Someone call the health department. No, no, somebody call the police. This has got to stop. Saliva droplets are flying all around in the air, and spittle is purposely applied to this man's mouth and tongue. Oh, a pandemic could break out any second, and millions will die as a result of this irresponsibility. <laughs> Take a deep breath, folks. Relax, Dr. Fauci. Enough already with the overreaction, CDC. Why? I'll tell you why. Because Jesus is fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy of fallen creation's restoration. Remember Isaiah said, they shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God, and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. Jesus is the Lord. And so he touches broken ears and a broken mouth with his divine, creative, restorative, life-giving touch. Do you see what's happening, brothers and sisters? The good physician, the savior, he's the one at work here, hands-on, <laughs> as they say. He's not distant, he's not removed. His fingers are God's fingers. His spit <laughs> is God's spit. 
Yes, the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God, is fingering this man's ears and tongue to recreate them and to restore them. See? And then in the text, Jesus looks up to heaven. Well, duh, that's where your help comes from, from heaven, from God. And Jesus is that one true God who has come down from heaven to do just that. Remember, he's the go-between. He's the mediator between God and man. Jesus prays for us. His touch is the divine touch. His sighing and his groaning are divine sighing and groaning. The God-man Jesus, he knows how deep our brokenness is. He knows the price it will take to fix it. It is his Good Friday bloody death on the cross. And then Jesus speaks in Aramaic, Epitha, be opened, be released. Uh, now, just so you understand, Jesus isn't just speaking to the man's broken ears and tongue. He's speaking to the whole enchilada of the man. Be released from your bondage. Be free. You see, Jesus is releasing him from everything that held him bound and captive. Be released. You remember the Old Testament says that Jesus came to proclaim release to the captive. He came to speak a liberating word to those bound in sin and death. Or as Isaiah prophesied in the text today, Behold, your God will come. He will come. And he will save you. And did you notice his divine words, do and give? They give and they do what they say. Epitha. And the man's ears could hear. His tongue was set free. And he could speak clearly and plainly. <laughs> and then Jesus barks out some more orders. What were those? Do you remember? Don't tell anybody about this. I don't want anybody to speak of this. Isn't that odd? <laughs> Especially when he has just fixed a man's tongue so that he could talk. The man can now speak clearly, and yet Jesus puts a gag order on him and all the others. Why? I'll tell you why. Because Jesus does not want to be known as a celebrity Hollywood-like wonder worker. You see, if all the people see in Jesus is a cure for their temporal problems only, an ear and a tongue specialist, they miss the point. If all we see in Jesus is just some quick therapy, then we miss the point. The Apostle Paul said, you remember, that if our hope in Christ is only for this life, in other words, if all we look to Jesus for is a solution to our earthly problems only, then we are, of all people, to be the most pitied people on earth. So what I'm trying to tell you is this, is that there is more to Jesus than the miracles. The miracles are signs that God has come to touch us. Again, Isaiah spoke of it centuries prior. Your God will come. He will come to save you. The eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame will leap, leap like the agile deer. Mute tongues will shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the dry wilderness. Streams of water in the desert. Burning sand will break out into bubbling springs. Well, that's Jesus. He came to save you. He did. He came to save you by absorbing into himself all the sin, all the evil, all the brokenness, all that is wrong with you. All that he came to restore. All that was broken, he has come to restore. He came to take up all your sicknesses and diseases into his own body, to battle the demons that darken your lives, to take up the devastation that crushes you. 
He came to free you from everything that binds you, everything that imprisons you, that keeps you from being God's free children. Yes, Jesus, oh, he came to unchain you from your sin, from death, and from the devil. He came to bring in a new creation with his own dying and rising. A new creation in which blind eyes see, mute tongues speak, the lame leap, and water flows in dry desert places. Brothers and sisters, this is exactly why Jesus didn't want anyone to say anything about what happened. It was too small, too soon. There was much more of Jesus to come. What's that? His Good Friday death on the cross and his rising from the dead on the third day. Oh, and more, his ascension to glory. And even more, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And then, then, his disciples would speak plainly and openly. Well, nonetheless, as the text says, the people of the Decapolis told everyone about what they had just seen. The more that Jesus tried to quiet them, the more they spoke. <laughs> people were overwhelmed at the power of our Lord's words, because with a simple word, epitha, Jesus did what no man could do. And yet he did it in such a human way. Through his humanity came the power of God to save, to set free, and to release from bondage. And so people just had to talk about it. And as the text says, they said, he has done all things well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Did you hear that? He's done all things well. Sounds like something you've heard before. Where? Genesis. It is very good. That's on purpose. <laughs> well, you have even more to say about Jesus than those people of the Decapolis. Greater things even than making ears and tongues work again. Why? Because Jesus has died for you. He has risen from the dead for you. Jesus reigns over all things for you. Jesus lords his death and resurrection over all your sin and all your death. And so you, brothers and sisters, are his new creation. And that's spelled Waha, F-A-I-T-H. Anyone who is in Christ, Paul says in 2 Corinthians, is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So you have passed from death in Adam to new life in Christ. That is something to talk about. Let me push this further. Jesus said Epitha to you when you were baptized. He opened your ears so that you could hear his word. He anointed your tongue to sing his praises so that you can pray to him and proclaim him to others and more. Today, he puts his forgiveness into your ears with his body and blood on your tongues, his word on your mind and your hearts in the same earthy incarnate way of fingers in the ear, and spit on the tongue. Oh yes, Jesus. He's the one who opens ears, loosens tongue. He forgives sinners. He raises the dead. He gives eternal life. Yeah, yeah. He does what? Everything well. Brothers and sisters, trust Jesus to do everything well with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.